Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we talk about all things true crime and paranormal, and basically whatever seems to interest me at the moment. I am Emily. I'm Sierra. This week we're talking about something that I am nothing short of obsessed with, and that is the crazy conspiracy, not so crazy because it actually happened, of MKUltra, um, a top secret government project that is so, so wild. And that's just, that's all I know how to explain it. It's fucking wild, man. <laughs> um, but before we do that, let me check in with you. How are you? It's been a very busy day, I feel like. Mm. I feel like I haven't been here. You were, but then you had, but you had to work. I guess I was here all day, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was that. But what's that? Yeah. This week's been okay, I guess. Just some getting coffee spilled on me was kind of the highlight. Oh, Yeah. That happened. It doesn't even feel like it. That was this week. Yeah, this week seems really long. I don't know. I mean, it was the first week back, like, from, quote-unquote, summer hours. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. So I did have an extra day. Sierra was a very lucky duck and got to work Monday through Thursday and um, had, like, a nice um, three-day weekend through the uh, summertime. So, which is, isn't, the, you said that's the way with all of the um, school board employees, or? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty standard across the county, but I I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, and then with everything COVID-related, I don't know how that changed, yeah. uh, you know, when people were working. And yeah. Because, I mean, if you're working from home, and as long as you work your 40 hours, I guess it doesn't really matter Um, when you do it. Yeah, but, as long as it gets done. Yeah. And you can, like, respond within a normal yeah, amount yeah. of time like, to people. I'm here Monday through Sunday, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Basically, whenever anybody goes out of town, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. For their puppuccinos or cats. Mm-hmm. And next weekend, I'm going to be non-existent, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, that's also true. Um, one of my lovely, lovely co-workers is going out of town, and it seems like everybody can sense that she is going out of town. <laughs> Because all of um, her usual clients have booked and all of my clients have, my mm-hmm. usual clients have booked um, for vacation times. Um, so they need obviously someone to come in and watch their lovely pets. Mm-hmm. But um, it just seems like it's going to be a fun-filled weekend with lots of visits. Yeah. I feel like my week was busy, though. Yeah, you did have a really busy week. You had a lot of things going on with church. Yeah, and like just with everything. And then I just like... With all the changes and stuff, there's a lot of people calling and wanting to know what the heck was yeah. going on. I mean, it's so hard to keep up with those changes anyway. Yeah, so. so I feel like a lot of my time, which is fine, is just um, doesn't lend to being productive in other areas, but those things need to be answered, so there's that. Yeah, but. yeah. The craziness of phone calls anyway. I can't stand being on the phone. (laughs) I mean, I text all day anyway for work, so I'm okay with being on, like, phone call, phone call, um, but, like, texting drives me up a wall. Oh, yeah. I can't stand to do it. That's why I constantly call you, even Mm. for, like, tiny things. Yeah. But um, it's, like, nine-something now Mm. that we're recording this. I honestly do not know. Um, 
I just finished eating some very delicious rice that Sierra made, and it was so good. <laughs> I had one more visit this evening. I was like, Sierra, can you please make me some white rice? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so getting all of that stuff done today and just trying to figure out what next week's going to look like. I mean, that like, the beginning of next week's pretty slow, so that's good. That's something. It prepares me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, can't think of anything else. Just... If you want to let us know how you're doing, we're interested in how schools are opening. Yeah, please. I'm so fucking nosy. I want to know how <laughs> you guys are handling, like, the schools reopening and, like, um, what your, your town or your county even. Because some towns, I know in Georgia, are um, doing something different than what is county recommended. Mm. Um, so I saw something about that this week with a high school. Yeah. Um, they they were back at school and you like the hallways were jammed like people weren't wearing masks they already had confirmed cases so just please like that's yeah. just what you're putting people at risk yeah just, i mean like, and, so... and like different places in the u.s are kind of at a different level of covid yeah. You know, so people are taking that into account as well. So, well, I mean, they're saying yeah. that there's, like, a resurgence in the South. Resurgence? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the South. So, I mean, which I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised because so many people are just, like, blatantly ignoring the rules that have been put in place. Like, so many people complain about wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, that is, like, the biggest thing. Like, it is a piece of thing that you have to put on your face to make sure others are okay and you have a problem with you possibly saving someone else's life because you're wearing something on your face that you supposedly can't breathe, but yet doctors can stay through an eight-hour surgery and breathe just fine with their mask on. I don't know, man. I don't either. I'm sorry. Don't even get me on that topic. I'm so That just <laughs> irritates me to and no end. And moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway... Yeah, so that's what I want to know. Like, how are y'all's towns handling it? Mm -hmm. What are you guys doing? Like, has this entire thing just flipped you upside down like it flipped me and (laughs) Sierra upside down? So, because I got got furloughed Mm -hmm. from work. Um, So, (laughs) I spent a, a lot of time at home doing... Little house projects. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Sierra got to work from home. So yeah. that was something that was really helpful. But um, yeah, so let us know what's going on. And I guess we should get on with the this week's story. This week's story. God, I can't get words out. Yeah. That's not a good sign for this. All right. So I guess I should get on with this shit ton of uh, information slash case. Um, so let me tell you all of my wonderful sources. Um, one, I watched this wonderful documentary on Amazon Prime called, um, Mind Control, the MK Ultra Files, which let me tell you was a hoot and a half. There's a man on there who I just honestly want to have a regular conversation with because <laughs> I know it would be anything but a regular conversation. Uh-huh. Cause he just seems like, you know, the dude on Ancient Aliens with the hair? Have you seen Ancient Aliens no, on the I History Channel? Oh my god! Okay, that. do not let Bill know that. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we will have to watch it. Okay. It. But anyway, there's this man. People know what I'm talking about. The man on the Ancient Aliens. Other people watch yes. things on. Yes, on the television. Yeah, I do not. Um, on History Channel, who has this insane hair that just like sticks like out. Like Albert Einstein hair. Yeah. 
I feel like that's his role model now that she said that. Mm. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so it's, I watched that documentary on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and then I went to history.com, of course, obviously, um, m- which I found another website called militarywikia.org, which was very useful, um, and then the smithsonianmagazine.com, which, as I told Sierra earlier, Smithsonian um, has, like, seven different websites, mm-hmm. but this one is specifically, specifically, the um, Smithsonian... Smithsonian yeah. Magazine. God, bless America. Why can't I not get that? I out? don't know. Maybe I just need to like sit up straight. Too many S's and T's, T's H's. and yeah. My speech impediment is coming out real strong. That's what's happening. My little brother used to have the worst speech impediment. Oh, the biggest lisp. It was adorable. <laughs> he got better at it. Which, yeah. You know, he practiced just fine now. Mm-hmm. It took me forever to figure out how to say the word squirrel. Mm. That was a tricky one. I couldn't get that out. I was just, I don't know why. I guess just like the double R's. Yeah, squirrel. It's like, it's not even an R, really. Yeah, exactly. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. So, today, I, as I mentioned, I am going to be talking about that of the secret, not-so-secret government experiment that was conducted during the 50s all the way into the 70s. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, that went by the name MK Ultra. So, is there like, I'm sure you'll probably tell me why. Why it's called MK yeah. Ultra? Actually, I don't honestly know why it's called MK Ultra. I'm not fucking with you. I do not mm. know why it's called MK Ultra. There's some weird ass names in this. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna forewarn you. I don't know what any of them mean. Okay. Okay. I know what they 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 are. Like yeah. I know what they're about. Yes. But I don't know what. Why those names are the names that they have. Yes. Okay. I do know, little factoid, um, this, this little government project mm-hmm. was the basis for Stranger Things. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah. I love me some Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. So good. Anyway, so, for a little background info, this was, um, at a time where the U.S. had just gotten out of World War, World War Two. I did it. Um, and on the breach of the Cold War slash the space race with the USSR. So, to say it was an interesting time for air experimentation <laughs> right, yeah. is a fucking understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, this led to many developments trying to further, um, you know, science or... Right, yeah. Just something that they can informational get... Informational like, techniques. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so... Here comes the introduction of the MK Ultra program. Uh, it technically began in 1945 when the Joint Joint Intelligence Objective Agency, which is now known as um, Homeland Security, okay, uh, was established and given direct responsibility for Operation Paperclip, which is a whole thing in itself. Um, this program was recruit was a program used to recruit Nazi scientists, um, some of them who studied torture and brainwashing, and several who had been identified and prosecuted as fucking war criminals during the Nurem- Nuremberg mm-hmm. trials. Um, so, you know, uh, dudes you don't want to fuck around with. Right. Definitely don't want to. Take our enemies soil. and use them? Mm-hmm. Against our enemies? Sure. But I just feel like that lends itself to double agency. Yeah. So, 
several U.S. government projects grew out of Operation Piperclip, which, um, one of them being MKUltra. Um, there was also Project Chatter, established in 1947, which I will talk about some of these at a later date, mm -hmm. but if I went into all of these right now, we'd be sitting here for even longer than we're going to be, because I don't know if I forewarned you guys, but this thing is long. <laughs> There's a lot of information, and it's just so freaking interesting, or at least I think it's so freaking interesting, so, you know, it's just, I probably will talk about these other operations yeah. later, but all right. anyway, so. I'll hold all questions for later. Okay. Yeah, about the, the about projects. the other one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, Project Bluebird, which was established in 1950, which was actually um, renamed to Project Artichoke in 1951. Do not know why. Um, their purpose was to study mind control, interrogation, and behavior modification, and other related topics. So, things that would be useful in trying to get information out of, let's say, spies. Mm, you know, cash. Mm -hmm. In the 1950s and 60s, the height of the Cold War, OBS. Um, the United States government feared that Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash U.S. prisoners of war in Korea. So, this was actually very true. Um, it has been, like, proven that they would use in, like, uh, war camps. They would do, like, use, like, sleep deprivation techniques oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, to keep the prisoners awake and mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Just general not great stuff happening to prisoners of war over there right um so in response alan Dulles, director of the central intelligence agency also known as cia no big deal um approved project mk ultra officially in 1953 this covert operation aimed to develop techniques that could be used against the soviet bloc enemies to control human behavior with drugs and other physiological manipulators Girl, that's some shit. Like what? Like okay, just go. There you go. Yeah, here, have at it. And I'll tell you at the very end how much this cost, and you're gonna be like, what? So the project involved more than a hundred and fifty human experiments involving psychedelic drugs, para paralytics electroshock therapy, and sometimes the test subjects knew they were participating in the study, um, but other times they had no idea, even when the hallucinogens would started taking, which, like, would start taking effect, which, can you imagine how terrifying that would be? Right, if you don't even know you're, like, taking yes. drugs, and yes. then you, like, no. start feeling the, the yeah. effects of the drugs? Yeah, no, mm -mm. no, thank you. So, many of the tests, which this part's actually wild, many of the tests were conducted at universities, hospitals, or prisons in the United States and Canada. What? Yeah. So, um, most of these took place between 1953 and 1964. Um, however, some even lasted all the way until 1973. Okay. So, it definitely was not um, clear how many people were involved. Oh, okay, yeah. So it, they think it was around 150, but it could definitely, it was at least 150. Okay. If not more. Right, so we don't have, like, a true idea no. of the scope. You'll find out why in a second. Okay. Um, I'll let you know. Okay. I do know this. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, 
Um, the scope of the project was super fucking broad, mm-hmm. um, with research undertaken at 80 institutions, including 40 Holy colleges and universities, as well as hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. And how much do I fucking hate big pharma? Uh, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. So, like... I'm gonna, I'm That's gonna, a lot of places. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you know how pharmaceutical companies are. So they're money-hungry assholes. I, I just, like, that... I mean, when you think about, like, government, like, testing, you think, like, secret lab underneath somewhere, like... You think Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. you just, like... You don't think it's, like, out in the open, like... No. Where regular people are. No, you definitely do not think of that. And as it turns out, the CIA operated through these institutions using front organizations, although some of these top officials at the institutions were aware of the CIA's involvement. So not even the universities or the colleges or the um, hospitals, prisons, or pharmaceutical companies, which I think they all knew. Yeah. I mean, um, like, people knew, but not people everybody knew. But not knew. Like everybody knew. Yeah. So um, it's, just, it's just really wild how, like, far this reach goes mm-hmm. I just it's just it's just wild so the CIA began to experiment with LSD which is lysergic acid and then diethylamide we're gonna say that's the right yeah sounds good way to say it um under the direction of the agency chemist and poison expert Sydney I hate when people have hard last names that's all right just give it your best go got 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 to leave Goatleib. We're gonna we're gonna call him Goatman. Um, he believed the agency could hard, harness the drug's mind-altering like properties mm-hmm. um, because it is a hallucinogen mm-hmm. um, for brainwashing or uh, psychological torture. He sounds like a real fucking Jim, doesn't he? I mean, you know, when you wake up in the morning, what do you think about? <laughs> Usually, how good my bagel is going to be for that morning, <laughs> and whether I'm gonna oh, have. Oh, you don't think about how you can manipulate people with hallucinogens. I, you know, every once in a while, but at least once a week, but not every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so our um, our scumbag of the goat man. Yeah, goat man. Um, he thought of a great way to get. Project MK Ultra officially underway in April uh, 1953. He thought, hmm, you know, how am I going to get people to do this? They're not going to come right out and do it for sure. He started administering LSD to mental patients, to um, prisoners, drug addicts, and prostitutes. He figured they got nothing to lose, right? <sighs> well, that is literally the quote. People who could not fight back. Mm-hmm. As one agency officer so kindly put it for us, um, in one case, LSD was administered to mental patients in Kentucky for 174 days. 174 days. Like, like in a row? In a row. Oh. Consecutively. Yikes. Yeah. Wow, that, I mean, like, even if, like, I can't imagine, like, if you did have, like, a uh, mental problem or disorder, yes. you know, like, how that would, like... And I don't know if that's the correct term, mental patient. Um, I'm so sorry if that's not the correct term. Please, please, please let me know what the right one is because I really don't want to offend anybody. Um, but, yeah, I just could not imagine because they're already having... 
Right, because they're already dealing with the like uh, with an issue and yeah. like trying to come to terms with that and like, um, you know, cope with what they already that, have. Yeah, manage it, cope with it, understand what it is. Yes. And then you put something else in there. It totally throws off mm-hmm. like what they were doing, and so yeah. then any like progress they make towards like being okay, like accepting it, but like also like working towards like. A better life for themselves just gets thrown out the window. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's just wild. So, um, <laughs> LSD was also administered to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, and other government agents, also members of the general public, in order to study their reactions. LSD and other drugs were usually administered without the subject's knowledge or informed consent which is a violation of the Nuremberg Code that the U.S. agreed to following World War II. Go figure. Hmm. That does not sound like the U.S. government at all, does it? No. Hmm. I just think of it. When you said that, I was just like, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, the aim of this was to find drugs which would um, irresistibly bring out deep confessions or wipe the subject's mind clean Mm -hmm. and program... Um, them as a robot agent so they would only like be able like only have like memories they would only be able to comprehend whatever tasks that they have just recently been given is what my understanding was um from the documentary it's what they seem to like phrase it as um just as somebody who doesn't have any emotion out like outwardly to anything other than what the task is that they're doing Okay. I'm uh, guess I'm the, guessing that that might be like a complete leap off the wrong fucking cliff or I don't know. I just okay. It just seems like a a big stretch scientifically, but that's all right. Um yeah, this whole fucking study is a big stretch <laughs> scientifically. We haven't even gotten to the biggest stretch so far. Well, I mean like people can be more susceptible like even like the, you know, those people who are already having problems, they're more susceptible to things. And then you put them on LSD and they're even more susceptible. Yep, so yeah. I can understand that, like, manipulation, like, or, like, uh, you know, them believing, like, something. But, like, to, I don't know. That just seems, like, all the way to the other end, so. No, I get you. I so. totally agree as well. But, like, this is yeah. just, this whole thing is really, really wild. So, to expand on how they did this, again, without the knowledge of these poor bastards, this was the CIA um, at its finest. They began to fund studies at Columbia University, Stanford University, and other colleges on the effects of the drug. Um, After a series of tests, the drug was deemed too unpredictable for counterintelligence. Imagine that. A hallucinogenic seemed too unpredictable. I mean... I well, can't roll my eyes hard enough. Like, not even that, but, like, people's brain. Like, you know how they people's brain react to Because I feel yeah. like everybody's... I mean, obviously, there are region... You, you know, there's some, like, same similarities to everybody's brain. But, like, yeah. everybody reacts to things in different ways. So, I yeah. can't... Even if it wasn't a hallucinogen, like... I mean, Benadryl. <laughs> people act differently on Benadryl. It makes me so hyper. It's not funny. Like, it does not calm me down at all. Yeah, so, I I mean, it just, it depends on the person. It depends on your makeup and your chemistry. It just, there's no, 
way to tell how a person is going to react to a drug, let alone a powerful drug like a hallucinogen. Yeah, so, I don't know, being scientists, I feel like um, they should have kind of Being done, scientists, done you better. would think that they would have stopped here, well, but guess what? Of course they didn't. They did not. So, after this, after they failed ever so, not flawlessly, at using LSD, they switched to some other drugs because, of course, they fucking did. Why wouldn't you? Of course. Yes. Um, these included experiments with MDMA, which is ecstasy. Um, mescaline. We're going to say that because I honestly do not know how to pronounce it. Heroin. Fucking heroin. Mm. Um, barbiturates, methamphetamine, and magic mushrooms. Which I do not know how to say the scientific term for those, so we're not going to try. They fucked around with some magic mushrooms, guys. Gotcha. It is what it is. So, um, you might be asking yourself, how did these participants become participants? Were they just so lucky they got picked? Did they sign up for this? Kind of. Both. So, some of these, it would seem, had no idea... Like, none whatsoever. They were completely unwilling in the entire thing, as mm-hmm. I stated before, and this goes against a whole shit ton of treaties that the U.S. signed and agreed to. Um, while also just basic human rights, anyway. Yes. Well, they would enact uh, a separate operation to bring people in. It was called Operation Midnight Climax, which... Hmm, was an MK Ultra project, uh, which the government employed prostitutes, not my word, again, like, not my word, sex worker, I get you, um, lured unsuspecting men to CIA safe houses where drug experiments took place. The CIA dosed the men with LSD and then, while at times drinking cocktails behind a two-way mirror, so there was operatives behind a two-way mirror just chilling out, having, you know, five o'clock drinks, watching some dude lose his mind. God, I'm sorry. That just, I just, uh, it makes me so angry. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the, right like, now. the appropriate, like, response, right but, like, yikes. Yeah, I just, I can't deal with it. So, they watched the drugs, um effects on and like the men's behavior uh recording and um like dissecting their every move um they how they recorded this was they put cameras in the sex workers rooms Mm -hmm. and they made sure that the sex workers took them back to certain rooms i mean they took them back to the safe house but they had like in the safe house they had like designated rooms Yes. Okay. Um, most of Operation um, Midnight Climax experiments took place in San, Frisca- San Francisco, Marin County, California, and New York City. Um, the program had little oversight, and the CIA agents involved admitted that a free-willing party-like atmosphere prevailed. Nice. Yeah. Super. This is why your tax dollars went to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Super great. But sure, let's trust the government. <laughs> I mean, it's sad. It's you know. absolutely heartbreaking. I just, uh, mm, there's one part I just can't wait to tell you. Okay. Anyway, so a um, agent named George White wrote about our asshole. Goat, goat man. man. Yes, goat man. 
1971. Of course, I was very minor missionary, actually heretic, but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, and cheat, steal, device, not device, deceive, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of all highest? So basically... He is describing what went on during um, Operation Midnight Climax, which was described as a full fucking party, as George White just so wonderfully put it. And just, they had full range. Like, nobody was checking them. Hmm. They just had, you know, the... Go at it. Go Here's do some money. Here's some drugs. Go for it. Go do whatever you deem necessary. Yeah. No. The, mm. I wonder how many people, like, quit. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, or, like, yes. asked for, like, reassignment or something like that. Yes. Who was... Oh, yeah, no. Who, like, found out what was going on and were just like, no. And then... but I want to know how many like, didn't. Well, yeah, all the agents, you know, all the agents that just, like, were just... Were okay with it. Yeah. But, so... It'd be interesting to know, like, how many people did say something. Yes. And then never were seen again or something like that, you know? Yes. The whistleblowers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't... I just could not imagine. So, now, um... Like I said, some of these participants kind of did know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they were aware of what was going on, just not aware that they were going to be a participant. Um, that was the case of one man named Frank Olson. Uh, he was a scientist who worked for the CIA. That was the documentary that we were watching on Netflix the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. There's a wonderful documentary documentary on Netflix about this man. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot for the life of me remember it off the top of my head. Um, but it tells, like, the story about this and everything. And it's, it's oh, yeah. very, very insightful. His son is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's very, very heartbreaking. Um, but he was a scientist who worked for the CIA. And at a 1953 CIA retreat... Olson drank a cocktail that had been secretly spiked with LSD. Um, a few a few days later, on November 28th, Olson tumbled to his death from a window of a New York City hotel room in an alleged suicide. Mm-hmm. So, the um, family of Frank Olson decided to have a second autopsy performed in 1994 um a forensic team found injuries on the body that had likely occurred before the fall so struggle yes um the findings sparked conspiracy theories that olsen might have been assassinated by this scia mm-hmm. which fell in with line what people are already talking about of like the cia um covering up more than what we already know mm-hmm. about the MK Ultra files because right. 94 was um well after right this yes. had come to light mm-hmm. um but um some of it still had not come to light well it never will no it never yeah. will but some of it more yeah. did come to light later uh, more on. came yeah out after that yes. they had that uh, autopsy yeah. gotcha after a prolonged legal proceedings, the Olsen family was awarded a settlement of $750,000 um, and received a personal project apology from President Gerald Ford. 
Um, and then CIA director William Colby, which, I mean, mm, can't deal. That's nothing. No. So, anyway, back to the 60s, because um, we jumped ahead a little bit, but I just had to give you all some info on a participant who was not, he knew what was going on, but not that it was going to happen to him. Which, honestly, it surprised me, it surprises me that they would use somebody like that. Like, why would they use one of their assets? Well, it, it had come to seem that he wasn't um, so much as an asset anymore because he wasn't really approving of what they were doing and how uh, far like the, one of those yeah whistleblowers, how far the um, techniques and uh, the usage of the drugs mm-hmm. were becoming because, they, like I said, they were using sex workers to lure men in there. They were dosing un like unknown people and like mm-hmm. you really have to question your ethics when you start doing that and yeah he was mm-hmm. a scientist so like it's not surprising that he did start to question it. yeah but um yeah okay so that was that's one of those he was like you know guys this is not really yeah right yeah. and they were like okay well i guess yes so we're gonna flip to the other side back in the sixties mm-hmm. of like somebody who actually did volunteer for the project because mm-hmm. there were a few that did volunteer, um, a few places that did volunteer. Now I don't know if they knew the full extent of everything, but they did in fact volunteer for a drug related oh, okay. study. Gotcha. Um, that was uh, the such case as um Ken Kessie, uh, an author of the nineteen sixty two novel One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, which is apparently a really good book slash movie that my dad recommended yeah it's very popular okay so apparently i have to watch that okay um volunteered for an mk ultra experiment uh with lsd while he was in college at stanford university so like i said there are some that did volunteer for it i don't know if um how much was disclosed to them at the time it didn't really expand on that right because even like i feel like sometimes you even in modern day Mm-hmm. You don't really know everything, and yeah. also, like, you don't know if you really got the drug or if you got the placebo or, you know, all that stuff. So there still is some yeah. secrecy, quote-unquote, as far as testing. Well, um, Kesey later went on to, like, promote the drug, um, LSD. He would hold LSD-fueled parties that he called acid test. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, um, acid test combined... Like the the parties that he would host, they basically combined drug use with musical performances by bands, including the Grateful Dead, and psychedelic effects such as fluorescent paint and black lights. These parties were influenced in development of hippie culture and kickstarted the 1960s psychedelic drug scene. Gotcha. So that kind of goes in with what I'm about to tell you. Um, other like other notable people that mm-hmm. supposedly uh, participated in the LSD studies. Um, included Robert Hunter, who was a Grateful Dead lyricist. Okay. Um, this one really fucks with me because I, so Ted Kaczynski, Mm -hmm. the Unabomber. Right. That really fucks with me because I honestly think if he had not been a part of this study, like, where would he have been? Yeah. I mean, you can't separate the two. No. So... Exactly. Yeah. Like, I would have, like, I honest to God think that it it would have been a little bit different, or at least I hope. Well, I mean. Because he, he didn't have just, like, one separate time. 
it was a reoccurring study when he was younger. Okay. So, I mean, that, that fucks with your brain chemistry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think he was, like, he was one of the ones that used the anarchist cookbook. Yep. So, like, that style of writing was already very suggestive. Yes. And then, like, yeah, because of this study, like, he was e- maybe more easily yeah. suggesting. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Because even the author of the cookbook was like, it's not supposed to be like a really like a go get him kind of thing. I don't know. That was a whole weird documentary in and of itself. And but yeah, that was so, one of the wonderful ones that I made Sierra watch with me. So. But yeah, so there is a documentary about that. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you know that, but the writing style because you get to see some of it in the in the documentary. Yeah, but it is very suggestive. Mm-hmm. Even if he didn't intend it to be such a way. The writer of the yeah. anarchist cookbook, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, another participant was James Joseph Whitley Whitey. Whitey is what they called him, which is interesting. Um, Bulger, which was a notorious Boston mobster. Um, some of the subject's participation was, uh, participation was consensual, and in the cases that they appeared to be singled out from even more experiments, which was the um, case with the Unabomber, mm-hmm. um, they would be singled out, and it, in some cases, even continued without their knowledge of it continuing. So they think it's over, and it's not really over. Yeah, exactly. Um, in one case, seven volunteers were given... Um, LSD, this was in Kentucky, um, they were given LSD for 77 consecutive days. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely messes with you. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Because of these studies, that's when LSD was dismissed for being too unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, they had given up on the notion that LSD was, that, uh, was the secret that was going to unlock the universe. Um, but it still had a place in, like, a, uh, cloak and, cloak and dagger kind of, like, way. Like, mm-hmm. people knew it was still being used, mm-hmm. but they didn't talk about it. So, um, however, by 1962, the CIA and the Army had developed a series of super hallucinogens, such as highly touted BZ, which was thought to hold a greater promise over a mind control weapon. This resulted in the withdrawal of sport withdrawal of support um from many academics and private researchers of lsd which is one of the major reasons it was changed because they had come and created this so-called super hallucinogen that sounds like a great idea it doesn't it sounds so fantastic when you take a regular hallucinogen and add the word super in front of it wait (laughs) because it wasn't already unpredictable exactly so um as LSD research became less of a priority altogether, so uh, what did they do? They move on to another fucking technique. Of course. Try, try again. Avi. Um, so they uh, started connecting a barbiturate into an IV in one arm and then an amphetamine IV into the other. An amphetamine is an upper. It's going to make somebody go, 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 which is why methamphetamine people on meth mm-hmm. are okay, yeah. a little bit out there. That's why they pick at their face. Okay, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then a barbiturate is um, something, it is a downer, so it's a depressant. Um, alcohol is seen as that because it, it is supposed to <laughs> sometimes. Um, it will mellow you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
they would put one in each arm. Oh, fantastic. Fuck with it. Let's see how it happens. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's not like a plus and minus kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. (laughs) Yes. Um, so, I feel like at this point, they were like, we don't know, just, just do it all. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, the barbiturates were released into the person first, and as soon as the person began falling asleep, um, the amphetamines were released. Mm. So, the person would then begin babbling incoherently, and sometimes possible, um, to ask questions and get useful answers. Like, only sometimes was it possible to get useful answers out of them. But, I mean, you just gave them a downer and then an upper. The fuck do you think's going to happen? Mm. But I guess you know, I think it's they. But they're babbling, so they don't make any sense. It's not like, mm-hmm. um, okay. It's like when you're trying to ask a three-year-old, what'd you do today? <laughs> a tree. You know, the the dog was there, too. I mean, I put pants on. <laughs> like, a wet pen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, they're not coherent. And that is the way these people were like sufficiently knocked off their asses yeah and unable to communicate and make coherent statements right i wonder if like i you know because like people normal people don't have secrets like government secrets you know but like that we know of well i guess they could implant it i'm in like my brain. super paranoid but about any- this stuff <laughs> so anyway but like you know that misunderstanding like lead you to like Tell, like, say things you wouldn't normally say? Probably. But, like... Because, <laughs> I know this is going to sound stupid, but a lot of people say drunk words are sober thoughts. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, how much of it is what they really think and how much of it they don't know what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, other inspe- experiments uh, involve drugs sh- such as temazepam, uh, which is uh, used under a- another project called MK Search. Heroin, morphine, MDMA, marijuana, alcohol, um, sodium pentothal, and ergine, which is in another project, subject, um, subproject 22, which was wild and I read a little bit too much about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to talk about that at a later date. Um, okay. So those are even more of the drugs that were used. I know I talked about a, a few minutes ago about other drugs that mm-hmm. they turned to after the LSD studies. Um, but uh, I just wanted to like reiterate that they did not only use LSD. Okay. A lot of people think that they only used LSD, but they did not. Um, they tried to see the side effects on a lot of things. Because if there's one thing our government does, it's going to see how they can get their own use out of it. How they can make those dollar bills. Because what else is important? Yay. Obviously not. No. Allowing the public to trust them. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. So, now all of this did not stop with just wanting to use mind control. No, they wanted to see if it was possible to control other things. This is the part that I was telling you that is out there. Okay. That the... Here we go. Yeah. At least one subproject of MK Ultra was about electronic control of human behavior, subproject 119. So this entails, it had the sole purpose and um, was provided funds for a study to make critical review of literature and scientific developments, scientific, why can't I say that? Scientific 
developments related to the recording, analysis, and interpretation of bioelectrical signals from the human organism and activation of the human behavior by remote means. What all those confusing words mean is they wanted to see if the um, human brain, like electric firing of neurons and Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff, had any effect on other technology? No, that's not what I understood about that. No, that's not what you thought? What? Mm-mm. I thought they were going to manipulate electric current to mind control. Or, like, to, like, you know, because how different parts of your brain control different parts of your body. Yes. I thought they were going to manipulate the... That is another sub-project. Oh, okay. This one was solely seeing if we could use our brain power to manipulate electromagnetic, there we go, that's the word, um, fields around other objects, such as phones and okay. stuff like okay, that. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think that was subproject 112, is what you're talking about. Okay. Where they actually cut a um, man's head open to mm-hmm. see if they could manipulate other you know. Like, cause him to move his arm by, like, fucking yes. one part of his Yes. Mind. Um, but that kind of gets into another, 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 another project. Not, not so much MK Ultra because they didn't really use the drugs for this. Mm-hmm. Um. Right, because it's not really drug related. Related. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, they would use, um, they they would survey and encompass mind like five main areas mm-hmm. of like uh, the human behavior. So techniques of activation of the human organism by remote electronic means, um, bioelectric sensors, recording analysis, and standardization of data. Their conclusion, we don't fucking know. That was their conclusion. Oh oh okay. Yeah, I thought maybe we just didn't know what their conclusion was. Yeah, no, they <laughs> didn't know what their conclusion was. Oh, fantastic. It's fucking wonderful. So TBD. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, did they stop at that? Well, no. No, of course not. <laughs> this is the government we're talking about. So, um, the documents indicated hypnosis was uh, studied in the early 1950s. Uh, Goals of this shit show included the creation of hypnotically induced anxieties and increasing the ability to learn and recall complex written matter. Um, Studying hypnosis and polygraph examinations, hypnotically increasing ability to observe and recall complex arrangements of physical objects and studying relationships of um, personality susceptible... No. Susceptible. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Susceptibility. There we go. Um, to hypnosis. Oh, okay. So they I'm wanted... not very susceptible to hypnosis. I feel like I would not be either. No. hundred and ten percent no, because you have to like clear your mind. Oh hell no. <laughs> it takes <laughs> okay. So it takes a fan on the number two speed. <laughs> Um, my phone on rain noises, complete darkness, and a weighted blanket, and mags at the, on her little spot of the bed, on her blanket, in order for me to even think about going to sleep. Yeah. And even then, it does not happen for another hour. hmm So, yeah, no. I literally overthink not thinking. Exactly! <laughs> like, I just... Because I have been, like, have you been to, like... 
not like individual, but when they have those like group hypnosis like things. No, I have only seen that once. And it was from a distance, and that was at the Renaissance Fair, and we were eating turkey legs, and we were waiting in line, mm-hmm. and, like, we just heard background noises. Oh, of it. okay. And, like, we were too focused on our food. Gotcha. I've been to, like, conferences and stuff where that's, like, the evening activity. That is so fucking it's wild. It's like they have, like, a hip- hypnotist, and he says, clear your mind, like, think about something, like, it's, like, total darkness or whatever. I don't know. I can't Yeah, no, remember, I'd be sitting like, there, like, there's a mass murderer coming at me. <laughs> I just, like, like thinking about the people who are around me. Like, yep. how are they doing with mm-hmm. it? Are they, like, able to do it? And then not thinking about anything is, like, really, really hard. Yeah. But coming from the woman who can fall asleep in less than five <laughs> seconds, I find that astounding. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that, but, um, (laughs) yeah, so, anyways, the point of that is, I have been... There is no point, and it's super fun that we're talking about this, I love it. Um, but, yeah, so, I've been to, I've been in a hypnotist, like, session, like, like, big group thing, where they, like, pick people out of the crowd, and, like, do that. He'll put, like, a large, like, the large group will kind of, like, go under, like, part way, Uh and then he'll, like, pick people, Uh and then... Um, those people who he picks, like, he keeps them under, but then everybody else, he, like, wakes up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, I was never, like, never <laughs> under. Like, I just was, like, concentrating too hard the on truth the, comes exactly out. what he was saying. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it was, I wanted to so badly, but I, it didn't work. Yeah, no. I mean, well, that's why I feel like, one, I would never be susceptible to that. Mm-hmm. And then, two, like, my my brain is like it works all the fucking time Mm -hmm. that is one of the wonderful wonderful side effects of anxiety like that is why like I I jump from topic to topic to Mm -hmm. topic and like reading these notes and everything why like my brain works too fast so I mess up on words Mm -hmm. but like I just don't think I would be able to clear my mind like yeah no that would not be able to work and then when you said, like, they induce anxiety? Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? Well, they're trying to see how it would work. And, um, just fucking around, man. I, I guess mean, just to see if they could. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, for a purpose, but maybe if they could figure out if they could do that, then they could do other things. Like, yes. use that same or similar process to do other things. I guess it's just, like, step one. I guess so. I mean, um... So, these experiments were conducted with drug-induced hypnosis. <laughs> I did it. Um, and anterograde. Anterograde? And retrograde amnesia while under the influence of such drugs. So, they would, like, um, put them in situations that they had previously been in in mm-hmm. their mind, but they weren't physically in. Um, like, situations that would have caused them anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or um, a heightened stress level. Okay. Um, just to see what was happening. Gotcha. Um, so. That's fun. Yes. Um, I know I mentioned a little bit about this, but I didn't expand because I wanted to wait till we got to this part. Um, now, all of this fucking clusterfuck mm-hmm. um, did not stop in the U.S. of A. Nope. It carried on to the not-so-great north, also known as Canada. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> Even though we have some wonderful Canada listeners, mm. Canadian listeners. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and oh, somebody from Sweden. Yeah. That was wild. I literally squealed when Sierra told me that. I was so excited. Hello, guys. Um, so, anyway. Um, this happened when a CIA recruited Scottish psychiatrist, which is wild. So, in Canada, a Scottish scientist mm-hmm. who... Um, his name was a uh, Donald Ewan Cameron, uh, the creator, uh, the creator of psychic driving, which was a concept. Um, God, I can't believe I'm about to say what this concept was, but it was a concept that would um, hope to correct schizophrenia by erasing existing memories and reprogram the psyche. Um, this dude commuted from Albany, New York to Montreal every week to work at the Allen Memorial Institute of McGill University and was paid $69,000 from 1957 to 1964 to carry out MKUltra experiments there. Um, In addition to using LSD, Cameron also experimented with various paralytic drugs as well as electroconvulsives. That freaks me out. (laughs) I won't make you watch that documentary with me then. (laughs) I just like... I can't imagine. I can't either. Like, the lobotomy stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that that drives me up a wall. Anyway, so electroconvulsion therapy um, at 30 to 40 times the normal power, power that it was recommended to be used. Oh, man. Yes. His driving, quote-unquote, um, experiments consisted of putting subjects into drug-induced comas for weeks at a time, up to three fucking months in one case. While playing tape loops, so, um, of, like, noise and simple repetitive, sta- repetitive mm-hmm. statements over and over and over again, um, his experiments were typically carried out on patients who had inter- entered the institutes for minor problems such as anxiety disorders, postpartum depression, many who, su- um, suffered permanently from his actions afterwards, mm-hmm. which how could you fucking not? Yeah, that way. I don't know if I would be able to trust a doctor after that. Yeah, that so would like, be a whole thing in and of itself. Like, if I went somewhere to get something, like, some sort of treatment for my anxiety and I come out because I've had electroshock therapy 30 to 40 times and, like, what is recommended? If you're just, like, in a coma. Like, you just go in there for just something minor, like, just not anxiety. anything that, nece- not even something that necessarily, like, I mean, it affects your life, but not something that couldn't be helped. Yes. And you just end up going through that? Yeah. Like, like oh. women went in there for postpartum depression, mm-hmm. which is a very real, it affects a lot of women yeah. thing. And then they were coming out with lifelong issues because of this stupid fucking man. Well, and to think, too, like, back then, it's, and we talked about this before, like, the... Silent uh, generation. Well, and two, like... Just mental health in general. Yes, yes. Was not, like, viewed Mm -hmm. the same as it is now. Let alone women's. Right, exactly. Because she's being hysterical. She needs to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, His work, this dude, Mm -hmm. um, his work was inspired and kind of paralleled uh, by the British psychiatrist William Sargent. Sargent? 
um, at St. Thomas Hospital in London and Belmont Hospital. He was also involved in uh, the intelligence services who experimented extensively on his patients without consent, causing also causing long-term damage. Um, it was during this era that Cameron became known worldwide as the chairman of the World Psychiatric Association, as well as Give being Give the man that, a title. Yeah, as well as being that, he was the president of the American and Canadian Psychiatric Associations. Cameron had also been a member of the Nuremberg Medical Tribunal. Tri- tribunal. Tribunal. I got through Nuremberg, okay? I'm doing good. Um, in well, you 19- already said that one. Exactly. Um, in 1946 through 1947. So, you know, an actual asswipe. So, Naomi Klein argues in, um, which is, Naomi's kind of our homegirl right now. Oh, um, okay. She argues in her book, The Shock Doctrine, that Cameron's research and his contribution to MK Ultra Project was not actually about mind control and brainwashing, but designing quote, a scientifically based system for extracting information from resistant sources, in other words, torture. Yeah. 110% Naomi. 110%. So, um, citing, like, such work, like, if anybody had any questions about what Cameron was doing, Mm -hmm. um, or what was going on in any of these labs, Mm -hmm. um, the government denied all of this, um, anything by this name or such experiment would Didn't never exist. happen in this great nation. Now, if there's anything that I teach y'all bitches, let it be this. Government always fucking lies. They lie. They do it for fun. They do it about everything. Like, the government lies. Obviously. Now, I know that sounds a bit wackadoo. I know you're like, this chick is actually paranoid. I am, but not really. So, it's true. Anything to save face or prevent the citizens from reacting in what they deem an unfavorable way, they will lie about. So, with that said, you might be asking, well, how do we know you're telling us the truth? How, let alone, how do we know what we're saying is true? Because, you know, mm-hmm. I just said the government lies. So... Well, we wouldn't have known any of this information because some dick in the White House, sounds familiar, um, fucked up a little thing called Watergate. <laughs> um, and with this little hysteria going on in the government at the time, because you know there's always one, mm-hmm. um, the CIA director, Richard Helms, ordered all the MK Ultra files destroyed. Everything. Burn it all. I rolled. Shred it all. So, pursuant to this order, most CIA documents regarding the project were destroyed, making a full investigation of MKUltra impossible. However, it couldn't have done much good because in 1974, the New York Times alleged that the CIA had conducted illegal domestic activities, including experiments on U.S. citizens during the 1960s. Um, This report, this wonderful news article, um led to uh, a committee being formed. Mm. Uh, It was called the Church Committee uh, by Presidential uh, Commission known as the Rockefeller Commission that looked into domestic activities of the CIA, the FBI, and any intelligence-related agencies um, in the military, including the military. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, in the summer of 1975, the church committee reports that the Presidential Rockefeller Commission revealed that the um, government had, in fact, lied that uh, for the first time ever, the CIA was, like, called out on their fucking shit, mm-hmm. full-blown. Um, and the it was the CIA and the Department of Defense had conducted experiments both unwittingly and um, unknowingly on human subjects as a part of extensive program to influence and control human behavior through the use of psychoactive drugs such as LSD and other chemical, chemical, biological, and psychological means. Well, yeah. So, they also revealed that at least one subject had died after the administration of LSD. Much of what the Church Committee and the Rockefeller Commission learned about MKUltra was contained in a report prepared by the Inspector General's office in 1963. In 1963. 12 12 years earlier. Yes. And had survived the destruction of the records ordered, like, the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in um, 1973. Gotcha. So, however, it contained very little detail. So, here comes asshole again, goat man, um, who... He had actually retired from the CIA mm-hmm. um, two years previously and was interviewed by the committee, but it had claimed to have very little rec- recollection of the activities of MKUltra, which we both know, we all fucking know, that is not true, because Goatman had a hand in fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So, we know all of this information because of the um, congressional investigation in 1975, like I said, which this little investigation um, then led to a Senate hearing in 1977. And <clears throat> under the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Freedom of Information Act, it uncovered a dump of 20,000 documents. Holy cow. Um, relating to the Project MK Ultra, which led to more Senate hearings later that year. Um, but yeah, it... 20,000 documents. Just imagine how many more there were mm-hmm. if there were that many left over from the destruction. Yeah, it's probably like 100,000. Oh, I would not doubt it. Um, so, let's go back to um, the north. Canada. Canada. Um, oh, Canada. <laughs> in Canada, the issue took a little little longer um to surface becoming widely known in 1984 oh my goodness yeah <laughs> um on a cbc news show um called the fifth estate it was learned that not only had the cia funded dr cameron's efforts but perhaps even more shockingly the canadian government was fully aware of this and provided another five hundred thousand dollars to its funding and continue experimentation. This revelation largely derailed efforts by the victims to sue the CIA as their U.S. counterparts had, and uh, the Canadian government eventually settled out of court for $100,000 to each of the 127 victims. Um, None of Dr. Cameron's personal records of his involvement with MKUltra survived, 
um, since his family destroyed them after his death of a heart attack, um, while mind- mountain climbing. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Strange. Did he really, though? Yeah, he apparently in 1967. Who knows? He might be out there. Like Elvis. <laughs> no, I just meant, like, did somebody kill him? Not like... <laughs> oh, I think... Okay. Not that he didn't die, but... That, well, I mean, I guess. You know. You never know. Anyway, so... <laughs> the last little thing I have about this um, is in July 2001, some of the surviving information regarding MK Ultra was officially declassified. So that's another little tidbit of how we got all of this information and how all of this is so prevalent because it was part of a very very big information dump Mm -hmm. which is what the government does they will all of a sudden dump so much information at once Mm -hmm. so that it floods and you can't really you don't have the time to break down everything that's going on in the information dump because they release so many documents at a time gotcha um so i know i told you how i would let you know how much money was spent on this project Mm -hmm. so and an estimated ten million U.S. dollars, um, unjust- adjusted for inflation, okay. it would be eighty-seven point five million dollars. Holy cow! Um, or more was spent. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. It is a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah. So I can't imagine like. I can't even imagine how many people that would influence. That exactly. Would, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you look at the numbers alone of the number of places they conducted these experiments mm-hmm. that we know of. Right. And then the the amount of money that was spent at these places. Right. And again, like I say, like, the, the places that we know of, because some of these people were doing it out of their fucking houses. Yeah. And, like, other people didn't even know that they were a part of the study, so, like... Oh, yeah, no. Random kind of side topic question is, was the government manufacturing their own drugs? There were labs that were manufacturing um, LSD and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not know if they continued. I don't know what the cost was like for that because I do know that's kind of expensive because there's special ingredients that you have to have. Um, but I do know that at first they were manufacturing their own types of LSD because they were, um, creating different strains. Oh, okay. Um, and they did create their own, uh, quote, super hallucinogenic. Right, yeah. Um, so I just didn't know if they were, um, perpetuating, perpetuating the local drug market or... Well, I mean, they very well could have, um, which I think... That the time that this was going on and then, um, just the, the areas that seemed to be infected mm-hmm. were just, really, this is, this is the cycle that we're going to contribute to because they were affecting right. low-income communities, um, like they were affecting people who had no better option, like sex workers, like, um, people in jail and people in institutions um so i mean they very well could have the they could have you know right yeah i don't know you know it would have been cheaper for them to just buy stuff yeah than to make it and yeah. also ease and also like influence mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. i don't know but 
Is it just a, a question? No. I'm sorry. I don't have a better answer, but... That's all right. Yeah, that's what I have for you. I have two jokes. Okay. Because, oh, man. Because that's what I need in my life at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 11, 11, everybody. Hopefully, you guys get to make a wish now. So, make your wish. Um, Sierra, are you ready for my joke? Um... She has yeah. to think about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right. You probably know the answer to this, but okay. do not tell me. Ooh. Okay. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I do too. <laughs> Are you an impasta? <laughs> Basically. All right. So, next one. Okay. My, my final joke. Um... <laughs> What did the coffee report to the police? Hmm. Something about about grounds? Nope. A mugging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, that's wait. Was the coffee mugged? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys. We talked a lot about mental health this this episode again. Um, so I just really, 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 really want to reiterate the fact that we have access to all of those wonderful, wonderful, wonderful resources. Please just go to our blog. It has all of those in um, every single one of our blog mm-hmm. posts. We have yes. um, all sorts of places you guys can go and talk to someone. Um, if you don't feel like talking to someone, a lot of these places have where you can send a quick message or, um, just because I know for someone who has anxiety, like I do, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's really hard to talk on the phone and you just, you just don't know how to do that. Um, so if you just reach out someone, I promise you, someone thinks that you matter. So absolutely. 110%. Please, 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 please reach out. It only takes one, one time. Um, so yeah, just check out our blog. Um, Sierra, do you want to tell them all the other wonderful things? Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Paranorm Podcast. Uh, Emily posts all our things on there. We post, uh, pictures. Emily posts on the blog about our cases on there. And, um, you can follow us and just get all the, all that. Um, we have a Patreon page, uh, Paranormal Podcast, and, um, we release all sorts of, like, um, fun Patreon-only content. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are the two, um, higher levels, you get exclusive episodes a day before everybody Mm -hmm. else. Yep. Um, what else can they, they find us at? Uh, oh, we have our wonderful website that Emily made, uh, <laughs> com, and that has, um, the pictures from our cases, uh, it has information, um, on us, on us, our sources, um, resources, yeah, and our, our blog is up there, mm-hmm. if you go to our website, paranormalpodcast.com, yeah. yep. you guys can get to the blog from there, um, you can find out about us, you guys can send us a fun message, um, so, yeah, let us know like where that. you're listening from. Yeah, please, I love to see, like, new little places pop up, I like to go check that, um, like I said, I was so excited to see, I told Sierra, I was like, that means we're international. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, but yeah, so we will be back in your wonderful ear in two weeks. Have a great 
two weeks. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.